another episode of Meanwhile in the Falklands. Do you know where we are today? We're not in the office anymore. We're not in the office Been anymore. Been asking for weeks to do this out of the office. <laughs> so apologies, there is a slight hum on the um, microphones and that is because we're in the Westall Cafe and it's just been refurbished. It's looking pretty gorgeous, isn't it? It is, isn't it? isn't it? Very bright and cheerful. Yeah. Mm. If you want to see um, what it looks like, you tune in to episode 411 of the FITV podcast. No, of the FITV, <laughs> uh, Falcons in Focus. So I was distracted by some end. children then. Um, and you'll be able to see um, what it looks like. So, we, we are... You see, it's really quiet. It's only me, because I'm still waiting for my food, but everyone else <laughs> is just doing tucking in. What have you just had? You've just had breakfast. I've just had a breakfast roll, which was very nice, with sausage, egg and bacon. Ketchup. Oh, everything yummy. So I'm set for the day. It's mm -hmm. and it's a pretty gorgeous day as well, isn't it? It's sunny outside. So all you Falkland Islanders who are sitting in the UK right now listening to this, and it's cold and wet, <laughs> and everyone's talking about Brexit. You need to be here. Twenty degrees sunny. today. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Well, the car, the car said nineteen, so I'm definitely rounding up. Oh no. 20 degrees. And for the first time in a long time, we don't have anything on this weekend either. I know. Oh, fab. So what are you going to be doing? <coughs> I have actually got no plans. For once, no plans. I just plan to do nothing. I thought you were like weekend. big into fishing. You were doing oh yeah, well, we actually do, yeah. If the weather's good, but it's because it's so windy at the moment, it's kind of disturbs the fish and the water, because apparently it brings up all the silt from the bottom of the seabed. Okay. And they don't like it and they can't see and smell as well. Did you think you'd know this much about fishing before you moved down here? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because it's a hobby that gets you outside, I mm -hmm. think, to be honest. I'm, I'm not a very good fish fisherwoman. Have you caught anything yet? Uh, I have actually. I've caught a couple of mullet, but uh, I'm still after my trout. Mm -hmm. okay. Trout's what I want to catch. What are you using to catch it? Uh, spinners. Okay. And folks, but you used to be a, I used a, to, yeah. a, a very good fisherwoman. I used, you? I used to fish. I used to fish for carp, um, and carp only. And do you know what? The only reason I went for carp was because I didn't have to use maggots. Mm -hmm. That was the only reason why I went <laughs> carp fishing. Did you not like having to touch the maggots? No. So, um, Isn't I used that where you took your hus now husband on first date? Yeah. First date fishing? Not, well, it wasn't a first date, but no, we went fishing and um, went to a, a, a local. Um, Lake, and um, I, I put, I set up his rod. He was fishing, so he was on the on the bottom of the lake, um, on a like a, a system. So he's on, on tutti frutti flavoured boilies, <laughs> and because it was a beautifully sunny day, I was on um, dog biscuit, little bit dog biscuits on a free line on the surface, because the carp will come up and take them, and um, I hooked this absolutely massive. Car, about 15, 16 pounds. Wow. But they were loads of, a lot thinner then. Um, <laughs> there were all these blokes around on poles picking out all these perch that were really tiny. And there's me with this huge cock. We need to find a photograph of this, photographic <laughs> evidence of you and this picture. I think I might have a look around. Yeah, see if you can find it. There's a lot of stuff in the fire, but um, yeah, I'll have a look and see what's behind. So, slightly roll reversal, but size does matter then, because Steve was impressed. He was very impressed with the size of my fish, yes, indeed. Indeed. So, that wasn't on the list. Um, listener, listener, what happened was back, back in the office, we made this beautiful.
beautiful long list of all the things we were going to talk about today. Um, and then I probably forgot to bring the notebook with me. So it's I've written it on the back of a, a Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> it happened to be in my handbag. Um, so what's new with you, Thomas? Because you're a little bit achy today, aren't you? Yeah, and I'm being quiet because I'm still digging into my jacket potato. But... Uh, yeah, I got a uh, I got a tattoo yesterday. Been through the um, wars. <laughs> yeah, self-inflicted though, so very little sympathy, I guess. But uh, I had a tattoo on my back, and the design wasn't completed. And I got in touch with one of the local artists, James Peck, um, and he designed me a tattoo. And he's also a tattoo artist. So um, we went through an excruciating five hours yesterday. Got there just before three. I didn't leave his place until about half past nine. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was a very long long afternoon. Um, You'd think he'd get cramp in his hand with that needle. You know what I mean? Like, like if you imagine you're holding a someone, pen. You're talking to someone who has no idea about tattoos at all. Holding holding a pen for a long period of time writing is difficult. Mm. The thing mm. holding a like a paintbrush or a tattoo needle, you'd think he'd cramp up, and then all of a sudden well, <laughs> you'd end up with a little bit going. Having Willy having look, having looked at it, I'm I'm pretty confident he did not go everywhere. But <laughs> no, <laughs> it was. Put a picture up for the listeners. No, is that a little bit too graphic of my back? <laughs> yeah. No, I think the listeners will disclaimer. want to see that. Yeah. No, disclaimer: Thomas back. <laughs> sexy back shot. <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this on back. iTunes, then you need to go up, just click onto our YouTube channel, where you'll see this as a as an MP4, and you'll be able to have a look at some pictures that we just pop in every so often, and one of them will be of Thomas's back. Yeah, I might. Uh, I'm, I'm, Maybe she'll put it on her Instagram or something. Mm. Yeah, I have to clean it first though. I haven't. I haven't cleaned it properly yet. I'm only allowed 20 second showers for the next three days. Oh, okay. So everyone stay clear of standing close to Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so let's let's uh, let's rephrase that then, listener. If you want to see Thomas's tattoo, you'll have to have to keep checking our uh, Instagram over the next few few days, and then we'll get it. Sure, it will appear. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, going on from that, if you're listening to this and you think, gosh, there's only three and a, three and a half thousand people on the Falkland Islands, mm. and they've got a tattoo card. Two tattoo artists. Two tattoo mm -hmm. artists. But there is quite a few people. That, what did you say in the office? You said there's a lot of people that do very unusual jobs. Yeah, unusual I think skills. small, yeah, because small, for a small population, we've got a lot of people who do have very specialist skills, and I like the taxidermist, yeah. um, the paper crafty, Oh, that's gorgeous! Yeah, yes. well, like origami Sorry, or thank you very stuff. much. Um, like like the paper craft of the buildings, the really fiddly small paper crafty mm. things. Mm -hmm. um, whereas back in the UK, I guess it's a bit more diluted, isn't it? Because the population is so big, and you there's a lot. Mm. There's a lot. I think with here, there's a lot less things to do in terms of like, television channels. There's not loads of television channels and things like that. So people get up and get out and do a bit more. Mm -hmm. and, We'll try join clubs and try and be sociable and try stuff and do like something that. a little bit yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're just going to pause the um, podcast for a minute because I just need to go and order a hoagie. Hang on a second. Okay. Right, you're going to have to explain what a what a hoagie is now. Okay, so I'm back now. Um, yeah, a hoagie is. Well, what did you describe as like a toasted six-inch subway? Subway. Sub yeah, I know the brands are available. But yeah, we had we were having a whole discussion before we came back uh, back online, let's say, on the podcast, whether we could actually say Subway or not. It's so like a big sandwich, isn't it, really? Yeah. Like a big a big Subway roll sandwich <coughs> in a foot-long roll or half a foot, six inch. Yeah. Different yeah. choice of fillings and sauces. So you don't have, in the Falklands, you don't have the generic fast food things that you get in the UK. So there's nothing like Domino's, Subway, McDonald's, Burger King. You don't have it at KFC. You don't have any of that down here. So uh, it's all sort of make-do, make your own. And the West will do a very good job at it. Mm. I do and also shorties. Shorties. Oh, shorties, shorties, American shorties. diners. Yeah. 
China. Have yeah. a mix of American meat, fast foody kind of stuff. I, I, I'd like to say that I don't eat at Shorty's at least once a week, but I think I, I most definitely do. <laughs> it's definitely a weekend thing, isn't it? I think we're going to have to also go <coughs> and have a look at crumbs. <coughs> That's it, definitely. <laughs> um, we're going to have to go and look at Crumbs Bakery as well. Oh, I've never been there. It's opened up recently, hasn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. And so it was, there was a bakery beforehand, and when did that close? Oh, 2015. Yeah? Mm. So it's been, it been a while since having fresh bread. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what was we it just not, Yeah, as I said, why did it close? Was it just not popular enough? Um, the guy who was running it was. Um, had quite bad health and no one wanted to take it off so it's fair enough it's a shame though because um, fresh bread is something they could really really do with here and like a fishmonger and stuff like that and it butchers like a local butcher like an old was a butcher at one stage I'm sure there's some photographs on our data drive of the butchers which was basically out the back of somebody's vehicle I think. yeah well, someone argued with me, speaking about fishmongers, that um, the frozen fish is fresher than the, the fresh fish you'd get at fishmongers. Because it's not been frozen at that point, it's just kept on ice. And so by the time it's come from the sea where it was caught to the market where you're buying it from, it's obviously been out of the sea and not frozen for a certain amount of time. Whereas when they catch it and freeze it on board straight away, it freezes and retains all its whatever because uh, I'm not a scientist uh, <laughs> and therefore when you defrost it then I, when you buy it and bring it home it's fresher than it would be if you went and bought fresh fish from the market because they defrosted it and left it out on display for how long yeah. and exactly yeah. that exactly that so that was one of the the fishing guys telling me all about that I was I'm sure as you can tell I was riveted by the conversation yeah, about fish yeah I, uh, I, just, <laughs> I just love the fact next time we interview you and we, we have a Aston bar underneath you it'll say Thomas Stockton not, not a scientist <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you can sorry we haven't even introduced ourselves yet so um, Katie's still away because her mum's still here I'm just wondering what kind of things have you uh, is any of your relatives coming to visit and, and where do you think you would take them um, mine personally aren't um, my parents are the carers for my grandparents so they don't have really the opportunity to step away um, my little brother is still at university and my sister is currently searching for a job so uh, I do believe that they're all in sticky situations that mean they won't fly down to the Falklands. Maybe with a second flight might change things if it makes it a little bit cheaper but uh, yeah, there's an abundance of places you'd take them straight away. Yeah. Uh, I'd go to definitely Whalebone Cove, well no not Whalebone Cove that's over there, Whale Point sorry. Mm -hmm. We were talking about Whale Point earlier, see the wreck of um, the St Mary. I would That's somewhere near Fitzroy, isn't it? Yes. Oh, I've been there. I've been to Whale Point. Yeah, I didn't realise everyone yeah. keeps telling me about Whale Point. I went there for the Pathfinder thing. Didn't realise that. I at thought all. you knew that. There we go. <laughs> no, I didn't realise that as well because I thought it was Fitzroy it's, something. It's Fitzroy beyond something, Fitzroy, yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't see any whales, but uh, yeah, of, uh, yeah, I don't know why it's well, There's a lot of whale bones out there, though. Mm, there's, yeah. a, there's a proper like whale bone graveyard out there. So um, there's a couple of colonies of penguins. You see quite a fair bit of sea lions. And if you go with a historian, such as uh, the old history teacher down here, he's got always an abundance of stories to tell you about. Uh, about the St Mary and all that, so yeah. Did you climb up and around the wreck as well? Yeah, yeah massively. Yeah. You know me, I'm a big child. <laughs> Give me the opportunity to climb on something, I am there. <laughs> <laughs>
but uh, I believe Katie this week went to um, Bodie Creek Bridge with her mother, which you're going to have to stop eating for a second, Paula, because you're the only one who knows anything about That's Bodie like, Creek yeah, out of all of us. So please, ca- please the, crack on. Well, I've been told it's the most southerly suspension bridge in the world, mm-hmm. but there's somebody who said, no, there's another one in Chile, but... I don't know. Anyway, it's it's advertised as the most southerly suspension bridge in the world, um, to, between across a creek, really. Yeah. <coughs> Is it Bodie Creek? Oh, what, do you know? What I'm <laughs> but it's it's somewhere near, near Goose Green. It's now actually closed, um, so you can't actually go across it because it's in such bad repair. Can you walk across it? Yeah. You used to be able to, but I think they've now closed it for safety reasons. But, yeah. Um, we. It's one of those things we've always wanted to do a piece on in the last eight years. And I think about sort of seven years ago, I sent somebody to go and take some footage of it. So we've got footage of how it looked seven years ago. Um, So if we went again, it'd be interesting. But they're built by the FIC, and we're actually in the FIC I seem to recall that one of the issues as well is that we're not insured to drive off-road and it's quite a bit of off-roading from Goose Green to get there. I mean, you can walk it, but I wouldn't want to walk it with a camera kit. No, yeah. no we, need, we need somebody who can, who can drive us out there, but yeah, no, it, but it's, that it's very nice. Of, yeah. But that being said, if it's not that, that far a walk, I think I'd be up for driving up, parking up. If I was just carrying the drone on my back or something like that, I'd go out there and get some shots. Oh, drone footage would be lovely. Time to find a still day. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I think I've discovered some weekend plans. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're sitting here, um, view listeners, thinking what we're going to do this weekend. Um, because last weekend, my goodness, I mean, this week's programme, I can't tell you how jam-packed, and I'm using that phrase again, <laughs> jam-packed with sports. So who's, who's our listener who listens in? Is it Stephen? Oh, Katie knows the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he was so, asking for sport. Now I feel terribly bad. <laughs> jam-packed with sport this week. Um, just tell us some of the sports that are well, on this week. Well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take one and hand the second one over to Hannah. So the first one was the delayed uh, raft race. So the New Year's Day raft race called off because of weather conditions. We turned up on the Saturday and oh my days, the weather was just all over the place. It went from sunny to windy to rainy to sunny to rainy to sunny to rainy. And it was a southerly wind, so it was pushing the rain clouds over us. So it was like rain clouds, sky, blue sky, rain cloud, blue sky. And just as you thought, the rain had stopped as the race started the wind decided to change around and become a northerly and blow some of the rain clouds back which is fantastic i was uh i was trying to get the drone up as well um which was uh, a bit of a nightmare you got a couple of shots though didn't you got some shots i got some nice stuff of uh, the the team that won actually so compared to it was my second year um filming it and last year there was six rafts in it and this year there were 14 so good to see the turnout um, it was brilliant i like it i like the way it's sort of it's grown into it's not just people on a raft heading for the finish line now there's tactics involved, there's weapons involved. Yeah, nothing too brutal before we say that the military are involved in the race. There's nothing, it's not like they've got the typhoons flying overhead or anything of the sort, but it's uh, like um, flower bombs and water guns and all that kind of stuff. So it, it is a really good laugh and the military came down there was a very good military turnout for it as well um, the the raft that wins every year one again uh, just gets a little bit of a makeover thank you oh, there's uh, there's this, the hoagie that had been ordered uh, arriving um, but yeah it's something that we were talking about it at the end and there was a t- two teams from the D-minors from uh, Safe Lane Global oh, yes. that entered 
and they had such a good time doing it. They they were such good sports, and um, but they were so. You did an interview with one of the chaps organising their teams beforehand, didn't you, Hannah? Yeah. And there was a, a lot of their stuff was donated by like Speedwell and other companies, such as like wetsuits and life jackets, because none of them could swim. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. Was really fun. It was really fun. It was such an accomplishment for them to get to the end. Chaps from Zimbabwe in the South Atlantic Ocean doing a raft race with a with a hand built raft from yep. demining stuff. They were given the day off to do it as well. It was it, honestly, it was really good. Um, but we were talking at the end. Now. I don't think that kind of event would take place in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? There'd be helicopters over the top. You'd have lifeguards <coughs> every twenty meters. Absolutely, you'd have you'd have so many forms to be filled out at the start. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that kind of thing would have taken place anywhere else in the world. But no accidents, touch wood, and uh, it all went really, really well. Oh, yeah. And Hannah, you and I went to a new um, a new club on Saturday, on um, Monday. Yeah, we did. We went down to the leisure centre to see the new uh, basketball club, which was quite good fun. Very, very quick, fast-paced, and running up and down the court and shooting hoops and <laughs> hook shots and that as well. Yeah. slam dunking things. And they all had very flashy trainers. These, mm -hmm. Honestly, it was quite funny. They all had these high top flashy neon Nike special basketball trainers. You were very taken with <laughs> I was quite yeah. taken with, yeah. But it was, it was good actually. And it, it was funny because I kind of, I, I went to it thinking that everyone was going to be super duper tall, when actually the majority of the team were actually a little bit shorter, weren't they? Um, but it was good and we interviewed um, MLA Stacey Bragger about basketball, who, who is on the board for the basketball team. So I assumed he played basketball. It turns out he doesn't. No. So next next week I'm hoping that I can get him on the court, get a shot of him slam dunking, and that will make my day. I think. Yeah, I asked him a question about the difference between badminton, uh, basketball and uh, netball, and he said I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> yeah, he needs to have a look at that. And also the. Um, Sports for the Ireland Games have, have finally been announced. Yes, indeed. How many are there this year compete from the Falkland Islands? Um, I can't remember, but there's um, two new sports that are taking place. And what are uh, they? The table tennis and uh, squash. Yeah, I'll be looking, for, looking forward to it because Hannah and I will be going to Gibraltar for that one. Excited? Oh, I am excited. I can't wait to go. I've never been to like a big sporting event apart from Wimbledon. I've never been to yeah. a big well, like Olympics covering. or anything like that, so it should be good fun. Yeah, it was very good last last uh, two years ago. I covered it for um, when it was in Scotland, and it, it was. It's, it's a really, really... Um, good atmosphere and the, and the facilities are very good if you've got it all sorted. That's in Gibraltar in July, isn't it? Yes. And we go from one OT that has penguins in it to an OT that has monkeys in it. So there we go. We're swapping, swapping weather, swapping continents, swapping animals. <laughs> Um, so another thing that's on, uh, our office has really suffered with this this week, isn't it? With hay fever. Yeah, it, oh my goodness. it confuses you. You don't know if you've got a cold or whether it's the pollen that's attacking your face. Yeah. Well, you... I was going to say, but someone's uh, someone's looked into that this week. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you've had, the, you've had it for a while, haven't you, Paula? Yeah. Your symptom of hay fever. I wouldn't like to say that I gave you this job because... I wanted you to find out what was wrong with me, but um, yeah, what did you find out? What it is is it's the um, because the weather conditions here in the Falklands is quite windy, and the grass goes to seed because people don't mow their lawns, all the pollen goes up into the air and blows around a lot. This year as well, we've had quite a dry summer and then a cold winter, so it's meant that the, there's more pollen in the air and things like that. Um, 
What's the, what's the main sources of pollen down here? Uh, Gorsebush yeah. is the first main source and a lot of the British grasses. We've got okay. the white grass and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that's what James the economist was saying when I went and interviewed him. But the way to avoid it is mow your lawns. Yes. Um, don't go outside, <laughs> ever. Take an antihistamine. That's an awful yeah. piece of yeah, advice, yeah. don't go outside. Take an antihistamine and take it regularly. Don't just take one and think that you're fine. Do you know what I mean? You've got to take it on a consistent basis. So it's like a contraception basis. pill, like you just have yeah. to keep taking it. Yeah. Okay. You, you downloaded that list from um, the NHS website or something and it was giving you a list of, of what to, how to avoid it. And ridiculous things like staying indoors and when as soon as you come in, take your clothes off, wash and get all your hands, and, and, like, you and know. shower a couple of times a day to make sure it gets off mm. your face. Well, I've had the best thing to do is put Vaseline under your nose. The pollen gets trapped there and doesn't actually go up and in. Okay. Could you imagine me co coating nose. my moustache in, uh, in Vaseline? Yeah. Looking like I've got a runny nose all day, but at least I'm not sneezing. And I also have nasal, nasal pumps and eye drops and stuff you can use to kind of stop you having that blocked up nose feeling. Yeah. So it might be worth a try. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So the other big thing this week is yesterday, Thursday the 10th of January, was uh, Margaret Thatcher Day down here in the Falklands. Only um, celebrated here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think so, because it's, it's the anniversary of her first visit down to the Falklands, which was in 1983. You did a big piece on this, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I went round and interviewed um, quite a lot of harm. Pillars of society, shall I say, the, the uh, pillars of society of uh, the Falkland Islands, uh, who were there during the first visit of Margaret Thatcher's first um, visit. So I went and found out what it was like when they shook hands with her and got autographs and things like that, which was quite good. And it was difficult because I, kind of, I wanted to speak to people of all ages, so it had quite a wide cross-section of the community. Um, managed to find a very old photograph of MLA Leona Roberts. <laughs> so I went after her. Yeah, I sent I, I sent it to her in the email because I didn't know what I was saying. I was, right, tell me, what was it like? Um, which is good. And then the footage went off to ITV, which was even better. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm feeling like, uh, despite the fact that Hannah did all the work for this, I'm still feeling a feeling claim to fame as when ITV got in touch with FITV. I got named by FITV on, <laughs> ITV on Twitter without prompting it. Hmm. They named me. I was, uh, my head went, whoof. Yeah. <laughs> it got um, For the uh, ITV, so they got in touch saying, are we doing anything about Margaret Thatcher Day? And can we have the footage, the stuff you were working on? And because it was ITV lead, they put, oh, by the way, we saw that Thomas went to university in Sheffield. Nice one. And I was just like, <laughs> they said my name. <laughs> Unprompted. You're, you're famous, Thomas. You're famous. Yeah. So we were looking at uh, coming up next week, and I don't know what prompted this, but we had a look at what was going on at this cinema. Um, what was it you were saying about the new Holmes and Watson film? Yeah, there's been so many versions over the last like decade mm. or so. Because you had the Robert Downey Jr. version, you had the Ian uh, Sir Ian McKellen version. The TV um, series, BBC series. Yeah, with Ben Cumberbatch. Uh, but a personal favourite of ours, isn't he? Um, Will Farrell. Yeah, Will Farrell's really good. <laughs> has decided yeah. to take on the role in, and he's joining up with uh, for John, the life of John me. John C. Riley, isn't it? Is that yeah, the guy that's you, the name of the other guy. The guy he did Step Brothers with yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So we're looking at that, saying we have to go down to watch that. And as Paula said, we started watching the uh, looking at the cinema list <laughs> down here, and <laughs> it's just like, oh, got to watch that. 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 <laughs> but the, the big thing is, we can't do it because it's on on Sunday, isn't it? Mm. We can't do it because they've got the road closed, haven't they, between 10 and 6 in the morning. Yeah. So if we get there, we can't actually get we'll back. We just have so to leave very early in the morning and come back. 
anyway. massively looking forward to uh, to the cinema in Stanley being built. Hannah's got a little guess. Yeah. Do you think it's quite loud? Because it is the obviously it's the big summer holidays for the children down here. And it's and we have picked lunchtime, haven't we? And we picked lunchtime, so we may have to re-record this because it's probably too loud. But anyway, let's round this off. I think it's atmospheric. It's atmospheric. That's what we'll call it. Um, so just rounding this off, we were having a look, asking what we were reading and stuff like that. What are you? What are you? Uh, I'm finishing off the um, four-part series of books by Ursula Le Guin, the Earthsea series. Uh, she's dubbed the, uh, I quite like my fantasy genre to begin with, um, but she's dubbed the, the godmother or the, yeah, the godmother of the fantasy genre. The first book came out in 1968, so I think she was sort of one of the one of the first people to explore that kind of magicians and dragon kind of kind of style. So uh, yeah, really really good. I mean, I wouldn't say they were the most thrilling books for an adult, but I can see I can see how they sort of even gave birth to a genre. So really been enjoying them. Late 60s, isn't it? Yeah, 68. The first one came out. In. I have to say, to my shame, I've, I've never actually read a Ernest Lewis. So. Well, one of my favourite writers is Neil Gaiman. And he, and he says that, um, he says that Ursula Le Guin for him is like the, the pinnacle of where fantasy came from. So I thought, well, I can't love uh, Neil Gaiman and not give that a read. So. Is that the book that's massively <laughs> thick that's on our kitchen table? Yeah, 1,400 pages. Um, I'm like I'm in the last two chapters now of the final bit of it. So it's four books in one. That's why it's so big. Um, but no, it's uh, well, I'm at the end of the fourth book, and I have no idea where it's going. Uh, it's been building up to something. There's only like 50 pages left. <laughs> what oh, is going on? Sequel. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, last time we spoke to you about what book you were reading, it was El Eleanor Oliphant. Is I haven't. Like been, in all honesty, I haven't picked up a book in a good couple of months. I actually go out. <laughs> I don't know, but no, but I can. She, she actually I, goes I out. In, yeah, no, yeah. But I come in at 10 in the evening, don't I? Really? Yeah. I'm not really out on it. I don't sit and read. I think that's a snap judgment. It only takes half an hour before you go to sleep. It's yeah, rather, than putting, to, rather than putting your laptop on. Rather than putting your laptop on when you get back. It's half an hour of reading and lights off and you're asleep. So none of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so next, join us next week. I think this is coming to the end of this. This week. yes, we are. So um, just coming to the end of uh, the podcast this week. Join us next week. Hopefully, Katie will be back. Yeah, we'll be talking um, about Possession Day from South Georgia. Yes, indeed. What else have we got on next week? Uh, you've got police these. speed checks, terribly exciting. Hannah's going to go and do a ride along. Are you? Shoot Kevin Hart over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be taking people's speed. I want to have a go at the gun. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got that, we've got Possession Day coming up. Obviously there's something else on the board that was coming up as well. Uh, government House? I can't remember, there is a couple of Government House receptions to go to. Always so, nice, I haven't seen the Governor and his wife in a while, so I'm looking forward to that. So um, join us, if you want to listen along to, or watch along to the programme this week, it was week 4-11. Uh, things we didn't talk about was the six-legged sheep. Yeah, yes there was, and that's a picture of that on uh, the news today. Polydactyl. Polydactyl. Yeah, you say that word. That's right, I learned that word. Polydactyl. Isn't that some sort of dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Pokemon as well. Uh, um, yeah, so join us. Join us so you can uh, watch along if you tune into fitv.co.fk. It's oh, it's the same pro episode, same price as the Penguin News now. Ooh. Two pounds they put their prices up. Yeah. So now so we're competing price. on the same level. Yeah, six pound a month, sixty pound a year. Get subscribing, people, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. See ya.